Welcome to the Spurs 9501 podcast. From Kane to the lane, the final say on all things Tottenham. Here are your hosts, Steve, Ray, Cam and Jam. Hi everybody, this is Ray. Welcome back to the Spurs 9501 podcast. I've got Cam in Florida, I've got Terry in Vermont and I've got Steve in London. So welcome to everybody. Um, we're here to talk about the 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 one nil defeat to Chelsea at home a few minutes ago. We lost one nil at home to Chelsea. We're here to talk about the match, and then uh, we're gonna have some interesting things to say. I think, uh, Cam, are we gonna go through the history, or are you gonna uh, should we cover the history or not? What do you think? I'm just gonna give you a few basic stats because there's some very interesting history to be uh, covered. Yeah, can you? Yeah, just uh, basic stuff. That's yeah, okay. just give some stats, and I'll, I'll, the, I'll do the teams after you've done the stats, OK? Go okay. ahead. So there you go, 58th meeting in the Premiership with uh, Chelsea. We've um, only beaten them seven times, lost uh, 30 times, and drew 21 times. Interestingly, um, for Tottenham, for, for Mourinho, this has been a milestone too, because the only other time he's lost three games in a row um, has been uh, in 2015, uh, which he was prominently sacked by Chelsea almost straightly out, straight after that. Um, yeah. He has never, however, in his history, lost um, three games, two ga- uh, three games in a row at home, which I think is where we're going for to now. So he's has set new history today for himself. Okay. New records breaking all the time at Tottenham by Mourinho. Excellent. And the match stats, which bizarrely make us look a lot better than what we're going to be talking about. Um, in the first half, uh, Chelsea had uh, like 71% possession. But in, overall in the match, we ended up with 42% and they had 58%. They had 18 shots. We had seven. We both had two on target, if you if you include uh, um, um, Bergwijn's first half uh, um, back pass to the keeper, which really wasn't a shot, if you ask me. I think uh, Sonny had a shot as well, yeah, but anyway. Off target. Off target, I'm talking about on target. Okay. No, he had one on target as well. I think we're they really saved, yeah. They, they had three yellow cards, we had two. Uh, in terms of corners, we only had two. They had seven. Um, their pass completion was a lot more accurate than ours. that you would expect at 88%. We were at 81%. But stats-wise, apart from the goal, the match uh, um, tells a very different story from what we actually watched, I, I would say. So sometimes statistics can lie, can't they, Ken? Yes, absolutely. Well put. Uh, before we get into the discussion, let me just quote the team. We've got Loris in goal, Aurier, Alderweireld, Dyer, Davies, Sissoko, Hoiberg, Ondombele, Bergwijn, Sun, and Vinicius. So Vinicius got his first match. So let's go straight into it then. I'm going to go to Steve, who looks very depressed and, and upset there. So Steve, discuss. Oh, where do you start? It was just a shambles as far as I was concerned. Uh, if the first half was an absolute shambles and we wrapped it up to just become merely a shambles in the second half. But, I mean, you couldn't see where where a goal was coming from. I could never see us winning the game. I think I predicted 3-0 in the um, last, um, the last um, video um, session we had. Um, so I suppose 1-0 wasn't too bad. But um, the, the manner of that, of the, of the Chelsea goal, was painful. Um, with um, uh, Dyer deciding he would just um, side down the uh, Chelsea player who was going nowhere and doing nothing in the penalty area. And unbel- it's not the first time he's behaved like an absolute, you know, 
There's not a brain stay in there, in there at times. You look at it, you know, the lights are on, but there is nobody at home. Um, and that became, that infected everybody. I thought, boy, we had a bloody awful game as well. He, he always comes to collect ball. He comes to collect ball about three feet away from one of our centre-halves. But then he's got a turn and he turns immediately into traffic. I, I just, I despair with it. It was such an appalling performance. If there was a crowd there, they'd have been booed off the field. No doubt about it. Um, and I don't know, I didn't see Mourinho's uh, interview after the game. I don't know if you did, Ray. Um, I did. But I, what, what could he say? What could he say about that? We'll hear that? in a minute. We'll listen to in a minute what Cam has to say about that. But Terry, I'm going to come to you now. Um, just give us your thoughts, I mean, on the overall performance and, you know, what did you think? Sure. So, uh, stats can lie, but I, I think the stats that I'm looking at that are important, that, that really do uh, point to how badly we were, the past completion uh, statistic, I mean, that, that shows how bad we were. And the corners, the, the corner, like, the first... 15, 20 minutes of the first half, I think they had four corners already because all the possession, all of the pressing, all of the attacking was against us and we were defending. Uh, so I think there are stats to show that we weren't that great. And, um, you know, for, for me, uh, it's about the tactics. I don't think that the, uh, you know, low block – and win on the counter is gonna work anymore yeah. in the Premier League. You need to have a possession style of play in the midfield to be one of the best teams in the Premier League. We don't have that. That's a tactical decision by the manager that, um, you know, he has to own up to. I think that just isn't gonna work. That, that, that's my takeaway from where we're at. And, and something happened, I think, after the last game. After uh, when Serge Aurier left at halftime, I, I think there's more to that story than, than we're, we're hearing about because Art looked so disheveled, so frazzled. We looked like a youth squad, out of position, no shape, uh, not understanding where our teammates are on the field. Uh, and, and, and just kind of like we're out there, like a bunch of kids picking flowers, you know, not paying attention to the game. So, yeah, it was bad. Yeah, I mean, from my point of view, and I'll come to you in a minute, Cam, I mean, without Kane, Lo Celso, on, you know, we've got key players out, but, you know, Chelsea were there for the taking. They weren't great. But, you know, if we had attacked them at full pelt, they, you know, when we did try to attack them in the second half, we had some chances. Vinicius should have scored. He had a chance. He didn't score. But it, it's a lot deeper than that, you know. I think the whole the guys didn't know what to do. There was no plan, as they say. In football, you have to have a plan of how you're going to play. There was no plan. I could see um, Ben Davies getting the ball on the left and just holding his hand and saying, what do you want me to do? Who do I put? There's nobody here to pass it to. Son was always going back, never forwards. I mean, this mm. goes, just all goes down to the coaching. The coaching is not working at the moment. You know, I don't know what to say. I mean... Cam, let me come to you. You normally talk good talk. Tell us what is going wrong here. Well, I think what I want to say suggest, uh, straight off the bat is the um, the best pass played today was by Hoybier when he actually passed the ball out of play because uh, he had absolutely nobody else to pass it to, but at least it didn't go to a Chelsea player. Yeah. So that, I would say that was the pass of the game. 
to be honest with you. I, I mean, that's, that's good. that is how bad we were today. I mean, uh, um, but I think that you, you guys got to say one thing that's really important. Endombele and Bergwijn were an absolute joke today. Absolute joke. And what they did to Hoybier had an awful game, and so did probably Sissoko. Why? Because they had four players attacking them in midfield, wide open spaces, and those two idiots were nowhere to be seen. They were not doing anything. I don't know what they were doing, but Mason Mount must have thought he was playing against five-year-olds because the amount of space that he had in that in the field to hold the ball. You had, you, had, you had Chelsea players running with the ball 50 yards, 60 yards, nobody challenging them. Every single um, second ball was picked up by a Chelsea player. They were playing one-two around the, uh, the two guys in midfield who didn't know where to go, whether to go left or to go right. Where was Ndombele and where was um, Bergwijn? And we only started playing football like a half-decent, maybe uh, second-division team when those two went off. They were absolutely the worst performance by the... I would, I would not play them again, I'm sorry. Yeah. I, have this, I, I mean, I don't disagree with you, but Eric Dyer was, as his name, lived up to his name. He was Dyer. I mean, he was absolutely yeah. atrocious. Yeah. I mean, yeah. come on, Terry, can talk I, to me about... Can I just add, that, right, the main thing is, right, when you looked at the first half of that midfield, right, it were wide open spaces, and you had Hoibie and you had Sissoko, who didn't know where to look, didn't know where to go, but they were being overrun, and I'm sitting there thinking, where are our other mid... Where, where, where are our players gone? Where are the guys? Where are, where's anyone picking these players up? Where, where are they getting all this space from? And to be fair, it was those two. Because when, soon as, whether we like them or not, soon as Lamella and, uh, and Mora came on, those spaces did disappear that they had. They never had that kind of space that they had when those two idiots were playing. Yeah, I mean, Terry, I'm going to come to you now. What's Dyer doing for that uh, penalty? Can you just try and put some sense around that, please? I know there is no sense to it, but tell me. Sure. So. I'll get to the penalty and Dyer. Before the penalty, let me just say, I reached a conclusion today in this game about Dyer. His transition from a defensive midfielder to a, a central fullback, a central defender, center back, failed. That's over. That's what I think. That That's done. Nice try. Didn't work. You're not world-class in either one of those positions. It, 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 I don't know if Mourinho is more responsible for that. I'm sure Dyer had some, something to do with saying, yeah, let me try it also. But he, he's not a center back that can be, uh, that can play for one of the best teams in the Premier League. He's just not. He, the transitions time is over. So there's that. The, 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 the penalty, I think is panic. Okay. And, and you had some of the commentators on NBC say this, and I totally agreed. He's, panicking because he's on the ground swinging at the ball like a pathetic lame attempt right because he doesn't trust his other teammates he's not sure if they're going to be in position there's there's disorganization in the back and he panics on his back taking a swing in the box that's what it is it's lack of understanding of what your teammates going to do when you can't make the play i don't think i understand what you're saying uh, I'm not sure I agree with your analysis of why he did it. I just think he's a stupid idiot. He's a rubbish defender. Uh, Toby Alderweireld was there. Uh, one of the commentators said he tried to side down Werner first time, couldn't do it, so he wanted to finish the job off and did it in the second time. That's what happened. But uh, that's fine, you know, Terry. I agree. It's, it's a stupid thing to do, really stupid. Steve, what do you think about this? You know, I mean, let's talk about Dyer. I don't think Toby had such a bad game. 
I don't think Aurier had such a bad game either. I mean, he wasn't perfect, but he wasn't too bad. Ben Davis is Ben Davis. What did you think about Dyer? Because I think the root of all evil lies there. Oh, dear, that's, that's, um, that's very damning. I, I, I like Terry's technical analysis, and I probably um, move towards your analysis, um, Ray, which is that um, the chap is brain dead. Yeah. There is not, he hasn't got a footballing brain, but he's not the only one. Uh, and when you only have 27% possession, you create a situation where those errors can happen because the other team's got low ball possession. They're going to be in your penalty area. And the opportunity for panic and for your utter stupidity to take over is there. If, if you've got 70% possession or even 60% possession, the chances of that happening are much less. The way we play, conceding possession means that mistakes will happen. You can't put a defence under that constant, constant pressure without these sorts of mistakes happening. Have you said all that? This isn't the first time Dyer's done this um, this season. He's probably, I think he's given away at least another one. And I think, as you said, he tried to foul the player first of all and couldn't quite make it. It's a, it's a shame, really, because I thought Dyer wasn't doing too badly a couple of seasons ago. I thought he was a good squad player for us who we would bring in periodically. Um, you know, Toby is probably the, our best defender. He, he, sort yeah. of, um, he does mop things up and he covers people. But, and, and he hasn't got any pace, but he doesn't need it because he can stop an attack by dropping his shoulder and being in the right place at the right time. The others can't. I think Aurea had a good game. Um, hard to believe, but he did, he did really. Um, he didn't look like the most likely player to give away a penalty, which is usual, which I think is, is normal. And I sort of, I don't know what happened to Ben Davis. He got a lot of the ball. They were attacking on that side, I think, most of the first half. But he always hesitated, always hesitated. I suspect because he, had, he felt he had no options. But in my, in my opinion, you, you play it down the line. You make their, their team turn. That's what you do. But no one likes to do that. They don't like to do the simple things. They've always got to try and keep possession. And nine times out of ten, we lost. Yeah. Um, I, I just, I also think just one last point on this is that I think the players have got to take some responsibility. If you're playing in that team, you obviously see nothing is worth and do something else. I know that you've got Mourinho on your shoulder, but you're, you're a grown man. You're 30 plus. You can take, you can take some criticism from, you could even take, take, take being dropped. In fact, you might even welcome being dropped. But I don't understand. I don't think Toby did one of his proper crossfield balls today. I didn't see one of those. He's been our playmate. Uh, yeah. But drive forward into the space in front of you. Don't wait for Hol Holberg to drop back and tackle you. Drive yeah. into that space. Make your own team move up the field. Take yeah. some responsibility yourself. Okay, fine. Cam, how do you think Carlos Vinicius did in his first Premier League start? I mean, um, I was really impressed. I think he had about two touches in the second half. One was a header and he had one other touch. Um, I didn't even when know. He the chance near the end. Uh, yeah, that was his only, I think his only touch. There was one time when he nearly touched the wall in about the 82nd minute and then I realised he was actually playing. Um, I, I, I thought, <laughs> I mean, it's, to be honest with you, I mean, Vinicius was what we expected. Um, we didn't get very much. You could say he had very poor service. I still think that but the, you, we are concentrating on Dyer, 
and and I think that's a mistake. I think that's a complete mistake of this call because Steve really nailed it. When you're going to be having seven giving away in the midfield seventy percent of the possession, where we're attack, 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 you are going to get make mistakes. I'm sorry, everyone is any team is. I don't think we're any unique. But he in wasn't any. He wasn't under any pressure. Or anything. I mean, we're not talking about that. That was coming from Chelsea. We could not in the first half. We did not have. Um, every second ball, we we didn't pick up one second ball. We may have done a few in the second half, but not in the first half. And our midfield was atrocious. We had nobody in midfield. Okay, Mason we've Mount- covered that. We've covered the midfield was bad. But I want to ask your opinion about Carlos Vinicius. How did he do? Vinicius was um, non-existent. I didn't even know, to be honest with you, how can I give you an opinion of a player that hardly touched the ball and didn't even play? To me, okay. I mean, what was he actually doing? And he was out of position, he was out of place, and he was in a team where he really didn't belong. He didn't have a clue how to play with his players around him. He couldn't link up with Son at all. He had no idea how to link up with Son or where his runs were or what he was doing. He had one chance in the first half where he was running with the ball. Son was free. He looked at him. He decided to run on and lost the ball and ran into three Chelsea players. And that yeah. that, that fizzled out. And that was about all I can remember about Carlo Felicia. Terry, what did you think of Vinicius? Right. Well, he was not effective, clearly, right? And, and, and Cam, I, I agree with, uh, a lot of what you're saying. <clears throat> I think you're being a little harsh on him because some of that might not be his fault. And, and so my question is, as bad as you thought he was, is that because of the Mourinho tactics, right? So he didn't, you know, w- when you're set up to uh, win on the break, you have to have your center forward high, right, to, to receive the ball. If he gets a chance to receive the ball, you know, four or five times in a half, you know, are you like the conversion rate you want him to, 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 to make is, is pretty high. You know what I mean? Like, I as bad as he was, I'm not sure it's all his fault, you know? Yeah. And, and I, let, me, let, let me just go back to, to Steve's comment about making mistakes in, 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 in the in the defensive side, because I think that's interesting. Again, I'm going to tie it back to Mourinho's tactics. The whole, the whole I think, the whole point of the, the, the Mourinho tactics is to weather the storm, you know what I mean, and, and, and defend and defend because your opponent in possession is going to make a mistake you transition there and score on the break. Well, if your defense isn't good enough to weather that storm and they're going to make mistakes like Dyer, you know, did today, like Sanchez does, like Aurier does, you know what I mean? Those guys just like lose focus. Your tactics can't work. He's stuck with tactics that I don't think he's adjusting to the squad that he has to work with. He's trying to jam a square peg through a round hole. If your defense can't weather a team take with 80% of a possession, then maybe you've got to move the ball up into the midfield a little bit and have some possession play in the midfield to take the pressure off that back line because you know they're making mistakes. If you don't have world-class defenders across your whole back line that can weather any kind of storm, switch your tactics. Yeah, I mean, let me. Okay, thanks for that, Terry. I don't think. I mean, Vinicius wasn't great, but it's his first start. He had a chance. 
But it's difficult when you're playing that, you know, that type of formation. He got the ball. He normally relies on runners that he can, you know, lay off to. Nobody was making forward runs past him. Uh, as Cam said, nobody knew where anybody was. Where was Bergwijn? Where was Andabale? Son had a poor game as well. There was no pattern to our play. We, the, the problem I see is these guys got the ball and they didn't know what to do with it. It hasn't been coached into them that what they have to do. These are the types of plays they have to play. This is the formation. That Ben Davis didn't have a clue. Half the guys didn't have a clue. And as Cam said, um, Dombali was um, basically invisible. He made so many bad passes. It's, it's great. You know, these type of things spread. It spreads. Somebody plays badly, other plays badly, it starts spreading. Uh, Steve, uh, we've talked about this a long time. What is the, what is the way forward now? I mean, we were really bad today. It's going to be the same against West Brom. What is the way forward, Steve? I, I, can't, I can't see a way forward at the moment. Um, I almost think Green has run his course. Um, I, I, today, we, we were unable to pass the ball properly. I don't think any player was able to pass the ball properly. They mistimed it. They bobbled it. They played it late. They played it behind players. Surely, do you have to coach that? Um, so these, Steve, let me, let me just say one thing, Steve. Let me say one thing. These are not bad players. Son has just won the Puskas Award. Talks about Ndombele going to play with Mbappe. These are not bad players. So, And I'm going to come to you in a minute, Cam. But, Steve, what is the real problem here? We all know what it is. We want you to say it. You, I, I know you're trying to push me to say is that Mourinho should, should resign. No, I'm not. I'm just asking you what we, you think is the way forward to improve. Well, if, if it's not going to be new manager and the tactics can change, as Terry's run through, we, we, have, we aren't good enough, uh, disciplined enough to play in the way that Mourinho wants to play. But I don't think anyone wants to watch that, by the way. Uh, normally, this is we go back to the training field, don't you? And you play loads of little five-a-side games, one touch, two touch. You get your confidence back with that ball. Now, why on earth would any professional team have to even consider having to go back to some of those basics? But I think it is about looking after the ball, um, not always being um, afraid to pass the ball forward. We always brought the ball back. We let Chelsea get back into position. We've got to move that ball more quickly. We've got to have some confidence. And, and in some ways, you've got to ignore Mourinho's um, tactics and do things do things quickly and try and attack on occasion. Cam, was yeah. it worth bringing Gareth Bale back for just five minutes at the end? I mean, who knows what he could have done? Spark of oh, brilliance? Two things I wanted to say, which really hit me about the whole <coughs> I have to agree with Steve, even though I don't like, like agreeing with him very much. But I have to agree with him on one thing. Where, for, leave the tactics aside, all of you. Just forget about Mourinho for two seconds. Right? You're a professional footballer on millions, right? You're playing against Chelsea. It's a derby. You're losing. Somebody has got to step up. Somebody's got to run their ass off. Somebody's got to, you might stumble into a player. You might get sent off. You might show, show some bloody passion. Did anyone see any passion from any of those players? Anything that should, that, that should say that, you know, I'm in a derby here and I want to win for my team. I actually believe in this team. I'm wearing this shirt. I want to get out there. I'm going to try. Maybe a little bit from Lamella because that's how he plays anyway. But apart from that, there was no heroes there. There was nobody that could step up or, di or did what they needed to do. So what I want to say to you is I don't think we're going to win the, the next three games. We may have to stand a chance against... Who are the next three games against, Cam? Well, West Brom, Everton and Man City, yeah. yeah. Right, so wow. let's... Uh, Let's say that with West Brom, we, as our bogey team, we might get a draw. We may, 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 maybe get a win. 
but the other two teams, you can forget it. And I'll tell you why. Because Mourinho is going to change his tactics. Nothing is going to change. None of those players have got passion. He's going to stick with Ndombele and with Bergwijn and they're going to do exactly what they did, which is put all the pressure on Sissoko and Hoybier and they're going to be pulled left and right and we'll have no midfield. And the only reason for that is, is because we don't have Regulon, who was our outlet. That's what made us look better than we were. We don't have Kane, who can bloody drop back. He's the only one who can actually fit into midfield in, in, in that in that team. And we don't have Lo or Delhi. And either, all of them could have done better. And just on the final point on, on Bale, could Bale have done any worse than any of those players? That is the question. I mean, how shit could he have been to not get into that team? That's the point. Yeah. <laughs> I thought Bale had his worst game I've ever seen him play against Brian. But then I saw 10 other players have their worst That's, game um, I've ever seen against Brian. Until now. Why is he any so worse? Than he I, I mean, Mourinho was like asked a very simple question kind of by a, a reporter um, today. On TV, which brings me to the woman reporter, I think, with a bit of disdain, where he asked a very simple um, question. Well, can you say why they, um, we had a, you're one nil down, you didn't bring Barrascale on to the field? And he said that's a very good question, but you don't deserve an answer. That's disgusting, that is. We, as fans, deserve an answer. We want to know why we got a player there who's on 600,000 pounds a week and is now left for probably getting more minutes under Zidane than he is under Mourinho. However bad Bale was, he could not have been as bad as any of those other players. But then what's the point of bringing him on then? If he can't be any better or any bad, what's the point of bringing him on? There's no guarantee he's going to do anything. I hope he might have been better, but he couldn't have been any worse. Not as good as a, as a okay. Let's. I mean, I mean, we could go around in circles. I think we every week we have the same discussion. It's the tactics, the players are no good, the tactics are not working. You know, there's no way forward. Mourinho's not going anywhere, Steve. He's on 15 million a year, they're not going to fire him. Terry, did you want to, you know, say something? Oh, I, I think our players are good, I do. And 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 and, and I know, Cam, you, you want us to set aside the tactics. I, I appreciate your perspective, I really do. Um. And I enjoy what you said. Uh, still, it's difficult for me to uh, set the tactics aside. Um, you know, so just one little thing. Playing on the break, those are hard passes to receive when you're running away from the ball. All right. The first inclination when we hit transition is to explode. Right. And transition into the break immediately rather than transition into possession. And that's a tactical change. Ray, you're saying what's going to change next week? Nothing. I, I, I agree with all you guys. But what could change is maybe when we transition, we don't always transition into the break. That's a difficult ball to receive on the run and picking up a ball that's you're running away from. It's easier to receive a ball that you're running towards. And and that's where I'm getting towards a possession style of play in the midfield. I'm not going to go so extreme as to suggest, you know, Pep Guardiola at, at, at Barcelona, you know, uh, however many years ago. But there's got to be another option when what you're doing just isn't working. Exactly. Oh. Let's Where try to transition. You know what they say? The, yeah. the definition of madness is doing the same thing and trying to expect a different result, yeah? 
Exactly. That's my point. No. Yeah. There are, there are no. things we could do differently. I mean, this is a really depressing day. I'm going to wind up now because I think we've all had enough of this. I'm going to go around everybody to give us your final thoughts. So, Steve, give us your final thoughts and give us a prediction for West Brom. Oh, I think we might scrape a win at West Brom. Um, we won't final thoughts on the match? Your takeaway from the match? Oh, from this match now? Well, oh, dear me. Oh, just got to keep going. Got to keep the faith, as it were. I, and I, hopefully... I don't think we're going to get anything. I think City are going to destroy us because I think they're going to be, they'll have a chip on their shoulder about us beating them 2-0. Yeah, and yeah. we didn't really deserve, if we're honest about it, just covered over the cracks. So the, the, the takeaway is, is a despairing one, I'm afraid. Yeah. Um, we, just, we just have to hope that the players step up for the next games. Yeah, yeah. Cam, final thoughts and the prediction? The final thought, really, is I think that our Southampton moment is coming. And by that, I mean the 9-0. We are going to get a drubbing at some stage because that's, if Chelsea took some of their chances that they had, I mean, you know, if they knew how to, if they had this, anyone had their scoring boots on, we would have, we could have been looking at 5 or 6-0. And we were saying that when Liverpool played as well. Yeah. And, they, and we've said that when Brighton played. But somebody's going to, somebody's going to connect. So some of those players with those number of chances are going to connect. And our Southampton moment is, um, is coming soon. That's my feeling. I think the West Brom game, I would expect 1-1. I think that the only silver lining is that apparently uh, Harry Kane could be back in a week or so. Uh, Regulon may oh, be back. back. Well, that's what they're saying. And um, apparently Dyer is, I mean, sorry, Delhi's going to be back into the fold, and he's, um, but he's got a tendon problem. Um, I think right now, any player that's injured at Tottenham is probably sitting there thinking, please don't make me better. Please don't make me better. Please don't make me play. I'm better off sitting there. At least that way, no one can blame me. So there, I think with a bit of that going on, we'll start going on as well. I noticed Ndombele went down. He didn't want to get back up. Dyer went down. Yeah, he was desperately yeah. asking, please take me off. Um, and Mourinho said, no, I'm not taking you off. Um, and, and I think until you change that mentality, we, you know, it is a mental game, isn't it, football? I mean, and right now our mentality is that of a relegation team. And we did Cam, that before, before I come to um, Terry, Cam, I want to ask you one question. Is it possible for Mourinho to change his tactics, yes or no? Absolutely not. The only thing that can change is that Regulon will come back, Lasolso will come back, Kane will come back, and they will make the difference and maybe get us some of the points that we need. But well, playing the same tactics? Mourinho. So is it the tactics which are correct, but the players are not good enough, or the tactics which are co not good enough, but the players just make it happen anyway? Exactly. I think that the tactics are nowhere near good enough, but, but Regulon bombing forward, his ability to, to stretch the play and take players with him will make a difference. Kane's ability to drop in, hold that ball, make those passes as... Uh, Terry so eloquently put it in a in a in a beautifully NFL type scenario of the uh, um, quarterback throwing that ball forward to those running backs and having to look behind them and picking up the ball is it's, it's impossible. But Kane is the quarterback yeah. who can actually make that ball, and yeah. we haven't got that quarterback. If you want to play a quarterback game, you can't do it without a quarterback. Yeah, and that's yeah. it. And that, that's what our problem is. He won't change his tactic. He just don't have a quarterback who can um, who can deliver. Okay, Terry, final thoughts, prediction for West Brom? Uh, I'm going to say West Brom, we win, because I'm just, you know... You're an optimist. I'm, I, <laughs> I'm, it's, it's, it's my curse, right? Yeah. Right? But uh, takeaway, tactics are the problem. 
and Mourinho's not going to change his tactics. And uh, I also think he's too stubborn, too old-fashioned to uh, change his managerial style in a way that uh, accommodates the players that he has. He wants to ram his way, and and he won't change. That's going to be the downfall for us this season. Um, I'm concerned we're not going to finish top four, but we might get some silverware still. And Dyer, his transition into a center back failure. And please, 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 where's Deli Alley? Yeah. Okay, great. From my point of view, I agree with you 100%, Terry. You know, he's not going to change his tactics. And my only worry is, my big worry is, and you guys might laugh at me, but hear me out. My only worry is that if we actually win the Carabao Cup, that's a validation of Mourinho going to Daniel Levy saying, look, you wanted trophies? I've got your trophy. What are you talking about? And then it makes it very difficult for Daniel Levy then to sack Mourinho because he's actually won some silverware. So that's my big worry. So I don't know where I stand on that, you know. Uh, it, it pains me to see. I was watching some old videos and I saw the way we beat Chelsea 2-0 a few years ago with Pochettino, the high press and the and magnif- you know, the football, the, the Ajax match, you know, the high press. Beautiful football. It was a joy. I look forward to watching the Spurs matches. Now I was sort of don't really look forward to it and I just look, watch it because, I, because I'm a fan, but I don't look forward to it. Right. The football is so boring and so horrible. I really don't like it. Yeah, so, you don't have to wash your car or organize your closet next game. Yeah, exactly. In terms of prediction, I agree with Terry. We might scrape a 2-1 or a 3-2 win or something like that, but it won't be, it won't be pleasant at all. And moving forward, you know, I can't see any, any movement for Mourinho. He's on 15 million a year. Daniel Levy is not nothing if not a businessman. He's not going to give him 30 million to walk away and then pay money to get somebody else in. I think we're stuck with this guy for the next three years, and that could be really, really bad for us. We could go backwards big time, big time. My prediction, so, sorry, was 1-1 for the West Brom. I know I said 1-1, but Terry said we'd win. We'd scrape a win. I'm going one one nothing. Yeah. I'm going 3-2, and I think uh, Steve's going 1-1, yeah? I, I, no, I think I think um, we'll scrape up in 1-0. Can I just quickly add, that 2-0 game against Chelsea, Ray, I think there was an absolutely glorious ball for Eric Dyer. I no, no, no. You are wrong, because I'm not talking about... I'm talking about the 2-0 home win when when we stopped them winning 13 matches in a row. That was a home away. You're talking about the 3-1 at Stamford Bridge 2018, I think. Delhi scored both goals in the 2-0 win. Yeah, exactly. Anyway, guys, from everybody, Spurs 9501 podcast, Ray, Cam, Terry and Steve, thanks for listening. Come on, you Spurs, and we keep the faith, though we're really, really upset at the moment, but we keep the faith. Come on, you Spurs. Keep Thanks the face, guys. Come on, you Spurs. Keep it. Thank you. Take care. Bye bye. You've been listening to the Spurs 9501 podcast. Stay in touch, continue the debate, and let us know what you want to discuss by finding us on YouTube. Tune in after the next match day for more insight. Thanks for listening.